Welcome to Two Geeks in a Microphone Classic Sci-Fi. The Internet. The Final Frontier. These are the recordings of Two Geeks in a Microphone. Its mission to explore strange movies and TV shows. To seek interesting classic sci-fi films and TV series. To boldly go where no geek has gone before. two geeks geekdom friends and family thank you so much for our kofi supporters yes classic sci-fi next episode is star trek to the wrath of god (laughs) you've been waiting to do that haven't you (laughs) oh that was good i love it so yeah oh man mike thanks for your hard work on that that was great thanks Love the interesting stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, hey, uh, to our very special Kofi friends and supporters, um, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being supporters. Um, this is part of our classic sci-fi series. If you are at the supporter tier, you get the audio. If you are at the team tier, you actually get the video as well of us yik-yakking and talking. So um, thanks so much for joining us. Okay. Classic sci-fi, we are talking about Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And if you remember in a previous podcast, we we talked about, ooh, we should do that one. You know? And so here we are doing that. We've got a huge list of classic sci-fi movies, but this one is, I, I Mike has stated, you have stated, this is your favorite, or let me rephrase that. Do you think this is the best, of the, the best one? At, okay, of the original. Of the yeah, um, I, I, I tend to lean more to next generation as far as Star Trek goes. Yep, same um, here. And, and every now and then, I, I like some of the original stuff, but I was never a huge fan of it. You know, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> heck, I remember as a kid, uh, you know, I, I always wanted Star Wars action figures for Christmas. Um, yeah, so that's still happening today, and I'm fifty-one. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I remember as a kid, my my aunt from Michigan, she she sent me a Christmas present, and I was pretty excited. I opened it up. It was a Mego Spock doll, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so disappointed when I opened it. I was like, this is not Star Wars. My aunt this doesn't is know what Star Wars is. Star Trek. <laughs> So, you know, the funny thing is nowadays I wished I would have kept that Spock because Migos are, they're pretty uh, valuable yeah. nowadays. Yeah, yes, so. they are. 
I, I have no idea where that Spock went to, but <laughs> right, <laughs> probably in a garage sale, most likely. <laughs> uh, so. Oh gosh! Yeah, there's my funny. there's my Star Trek Christmas story. <laughs> right on. Love it. Uh, I had a very similar experience where I, uh, um, years ago, uh, I, I was a big Star Wars fan, you know, a lot of people know that. So, but for one, one Christmas, my father-in-law got me the whole complete VHS set and of Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what happened to that. I think I sold those in a garage sale. <laughs> did you ever watch them? I did. And, and actually, in all openness, that got me to enjoy the series because I realized how different it was. Oh, than Star Wars. That's it it did. But my favorite out of them all, I'll agree with you, is this movie that we're talking about today, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. Loved it. I believe Wrath of Khan is definitely the, the best of the original Yes. yes. Yeah, it is good. So, hey, everybody, we've got some fun tidbits, some fun information, um, just some background stuff about the film. We assume that you've already seen the film. Um, but if we were to give a brief synopsis, I was going to bring this up and kind of do, a, you know, here, let me just read what the synopsis is. We'll just tell you because we both watched it. We watched uh, Mike. Ashley did it first, and then I did because he did it was to watch Space Seed. The I think it was episode. It was in season one, episode oh twenty seven, maybe fourteen or twenty seven. I can't remember now. Yeah, but it's Space Seed, and that's where we first get the introduction to Khan as a character with the one and only Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban, and uh, and then we watched Mister Rourke. Mr. Rourke, the blade, the blade. Yes, Mr. Rourke. Look, look, boss. The starship, the starship. <laughs> Man, I, I used it. to watch Fantasy Island every I love Friday. Fantasy Island. I did too. I thought it was yep. fantastic. Except I remember one night my parents sent me to bed because they, I don't think they liked the content of what it was, so I had to go to bed. So my brother Scott and I were were sitting there in our twin beds listening. To all that was going on, and we're like, Ooh, it sounds like it was a scary episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know they had some scary ones, but I, I, I'm wondering if it was more on a, a sexual level, I, maybe. I, I, I couldn't tell you because I never saw it. <laughs> no, yeah. You probably saw it eventually, you just didn't know which one it was. Right, right. <laughs> I think I watched every episode. I, I I think I watched them all when they were first run, and then I watched them years later in syndication. Really? And, yeah. I was, oh, I was a pretty big fan of Fantasy Island. Don't ask yeah. me why. Was... Well, I thought Ricardo Montalban was great in Space Seed, and I thought he I was even too. more so. I thought he was just absolutely fabulous as the villain con in the movie. I did, well. too. I did too. Um, now <laughs> I did laugh at his, uh, I, I don't know. It's some kind of martial arts that he's practicing in, in space seed. I don't know. It just looked a little goofy, but you know, it, it yes. Yes. It was agreed. the sixties and it was and, the sixties. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, well, agreed. <laughs> so in Space Seed, what happens is is the Enterprise comes across this in drifting in space, 
this cargo ship uh-huh. and called the Botany Bay. Botany Bay. And, and it was from the 90s. <laughs> the yeah, 1990s. right. The 1990s. <laughs> that just blew my mind when they said that. I was like, oh, my gosh. We didn't have that capability in the no. 90s. <laughs> I don't think we have it in the 20s, 2020s. <laughs> oh, quite. No. I mean, we have the International Space Station, but, yeah, it's not quite like that. <laughs> Right. And so I um and so they come across it. There's all these people who are cry- cryogenically frozen in you know in space and what have you, and they open up one. Um the system seems to open up, wants to open up one, they try to do it, and then it's they looks like he's gonna have trouble. Kirk, you know, comes to the rescue, breaks the glass, opens up the thing, they get him and they take him over to the ship. They Kirk beam him over Kirk as always. Kirk being Kirk as always in the 1960s first season. I'll um, save him. Right. By George. I'm Captain Kirk. <laughs> right. So then um, the the next thing that occurs is. Well, wait he, a minute. Before you go on. Uh-huh. Uh, there was the, the scene on the, on the Enterprise when they were getting ready to go aboard the Botany Bay. And uh-huh. they, they pick their 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 boarding party, which is Kirk, right? Uh, Kirk and Bones and Spock. Yeah, Bones. That's right. Yeah, because he he asked Bones, um, "Are you excited about going on this?" No. <laughs> right. I, I came to practice medicine, not study aliens with green blood. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was some mention of green it's blood in that episode, which I thought was hilarious because we joke about that. He's got green blood, Jim. Right. <laughs> God <laughs> sakes, he's got green blood. Anyway, um, so they those they went, and then there was yeah. the female, the uh, what was it, historian officer or something like that. I don't know. I was like, where'd she come from? Plus, I'm like, she's well, wearing a red sh- red outfit. I'm like, oh, she's <laughs> dead. <laughs> she's wearing well, not exactly, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Red shirt, red means dead. Uh, red means much. dead. <laughs> Which is funny because in the next generation, red was the was the commanding officers, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, they switched it around. Yeah, they and did. If you were wearing a yellow, you were dead. <laughs> well, unless unless of course you're in security, because that like, is correct. Uh, Wharf and uh, what's her name? Tasha. Yeah, Tasha. Thank you. They, uh, they wore well, even Data wore yellow too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so anyway. Anyway, but she she uh was they brought her because she was some kind of historian or something From like the that. Late late 20th century historian or something like that. Right. So she would have knowledge of these people or you know, some basic knowledge of these people mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. But I found it funny. So they they go there, right? And and she's like, just oh. eyeing, right? I'm like, oh, Con, right? Yeah, you know, she's just like, ooh, ooh, lust yeah. at first sight. <laughs> and, and Kirk is getting ticked, right? <laughs> I have a theory. Kirk's just mad because she's not eye googling him, right? I agree with you. I agree with you. 
He's like, they we gotta make, give her this chick. She doesn't like me. <laughs> they make a reference to it. I think Bones in, in her Bones makes a comment, you know, look, yes. you can have their own whatever and stuff like that. Or right. They can have there's, their own relationships, you know. There's there's no protocol on, on relationships or something to that extent. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So yeah. <laughs> I I just thought it was funny that to me, Kirk was like, I was just like, oh, he's just jealous that she, she's into Khan and not him, you know, because yep. yep. we all know Kirk, he, he had all the women. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alien or what have you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which they do make that fun of that in Galaxy Quest, too, by the way. And that's pretty hysterical. Uh, oh, I love Tony. Tony Shalhoub's character was pretty funny. Yep. And all. Now I do want to finishing the thing. So anyway, hijinks ensue. He's really a bad guy. He's you know this whole thing of of they find out you know of the eugenics program or whatever to create the superhuman. He's highly intellectual, you know, super intellect, super strong. Well, we found out we had World War Three during the nineties, right? And it was the eugenics war. Yes. That blew my mind too. I was like, "Wow, we had World War Three in ni- in the nineteen excuse me in the nineteen nineties." Boy, I learned a lot about the nineteen nineties in this episode <laughs> that I never knew. Hang on, my sound my sound went. Uh oh, day to day. Yeah, there it goes. I'm back now. Sorry about that. Okay. So, what was the last thing you said? Um. Yeah, the penguin slid off the iceberg there. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I said that uh, I I learned a lot about the 1990s in this episode that I didn't know. <laughs> right, <laughs> World War Three. <III, laughs> you were saying <laughs> World War Three eugenics war. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, they try to take over the Enterprise. Kirk has to come save the day. There's a 1960s fight sequence at the end, <laughs> kind of a thing. And then, and then he maroons them um, on SETI Alpha Five. SETI Alpha Five. I think it's five. Yeah, I think it is five. And so, but the what was interesting is the girl goes with him kind of a thing the the officer yes. goes which is why i said well she, she uh he he tries to take over um uh, the enterprise mm-hmm. and she she ends well he kind of seduces her a little bit um oh yeah and he's uh, playing emotional what we would term today uh em, what, what, how would we call that today he was manipulating yeah, something like that. But I mean, he was totally <laughs> manipulating her. I mean, right. And it was yeah. scary that the writers knew that back in the 1960s, how they were able to portray that. Well, you and know, they, they touched on things like that, too. So they did. In all yeah. fairness, they sure did. The Star Trek did hit social issues and stuff. Yeah. And um, Star Trek was, was big on social issues. I mean, tackling social issues. In fact, Star Trek had the first interracial kiss on television between that's Kirk right. And- or, 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 I can never say her name right. Aurora, 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 Uhura, Uhura. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say, um, and I'm probably not even saying it right. 
<laughs> but yeah, you're right. They were doing social issues, uh, tackling those. And, and um, I thought it was interesting. She went with him. Um, you know, emotional abuse kind of thing it was kind of interesting, but you know, and so then we get to Star Trek too, and I think it alludes to they they make a statement in there. Um, he and we'll says, talk about. Okay, yeah, okay, we'll get to. Yeah, that. we'll talk we'll about that. We're just doing the the synopsis. Sorry. Yeah, so I want to cover that. So. Yeah, and so then we come fifteen years later. Everyone's getting older. It's kind of a theme of the film, it seems. You know, about being being older. And uh, because even at the end, they're like, Kirk's like, you do okay? I feel young. I'm like, that's kind of hokey, but okay, I'll go with it. Um, yeah, well, he's the, 90 now. Yeah, something like that. Gosh. Oh, no, no, not something like that. He's 90 because I saw him on an wow. uh, interview with Adam Carell, and he comes I gotta, out. Oh, I, got, I haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's um, it's good. It's really good. Is it good? Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a lot of here, was he? I, do you remember when we went to? You remember when we went to Comic Con and he was there? And remember how we were looking at? I mean, we were there to pick up our picture with, uh, with Manu Bennett, and because we got our picture taken with him. But we were, we were looking at all the ones that people got with William Shatner, and he yeah. had the same goofy smile in every single one of those. Yeah, I he mean, pretty we, much has that same goofy smile on the the interview with Adam Carell too. <laughs> <laughs> oh I gosh. I got to say I like I like Bill Shatner. I I think he's pretty cool. Um in fact, he was in two of my all-time favorite uh uh Twilight Zone episodes. Um uh, and he talks about one of the episodes on the Adam Carell interview too. He he talks about the the one where he's on the plane and he sees the the uh, gremlin on the the uh, wing of the plane, and he tells a great story because he says that uh, um, for years after that after that had aired, his kids every time he he'd get on a plane with his kids, his kids would go, "Dad, do it," <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "No," and they're like, "No, do it," and he he he, he says he he'd stare out the window, you know. And they would call over one of the, the stewardess and they're like, stewardess, come here, come here, come here. There's something wrong. And then all of a sudden he turns around with the same look that he had in the, in the twilight zone episode. <gasps> <laughs> There's something on the way. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's so funny. Oh, it was great. So apparently for years they, they would do it on on uh planes and his kids had some kind of scoring system for him too. So, you know, like depending on what the the stewardess what the, reaction you know, what their flight attendant's reaction was, they would have some kind of point system they would give him. So that's funny. That's pretty that's funny. A fantastic story though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that was one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes too. So, um, so anyway, uh, there's the Reliant is a ship out there on doing scientific stuff like always. Then, um, you know they're they're out there, and then you know Chekhov is with them, and Chekhov they come they're trying to determine if there's life on this planet. Then lo and behold. They're there. We can go in more details. I'm just trying to do a quick overview. But he, he finds a, a buckle, looks at it, and it says Botany Bay. 
Yes. And he's like, Botany Bay? Botany Bay? Oh, no. You know, and then it's like, let's get out of here. And then all of a sudden you see Khan and... Um, Wait a minute, you see who? Khan. Khan! <laughs> right. And so hijinks ensue where Khan takes over the Reliant, finds out, you know, trying to figure out what they were doing, why they were doing the Genesis Project, capturing the Genesis Project, and then Kirk and team, you know, with a new, new, uh, I, I like this, a training crew have to go investigate and what's going on. And then the battles between superior, I took it as superior mind, superior intellect, but experience. I thought that was the great thing about the battle at the end, the battles at the end. Yeah. And then, uh, and of course other things happen, but pretty much that's the gist of it. It was a way to get Khan back and Khan is driven by revenge. Um, yes. and Ricardo Maltabon just did a fabulous job. Oh, he was great. I, I love Ricardo Maltabon. So we are 21 minutes in. And so I want to uh, make sure we discuss this because this is something we talked about in the, in as we were talking about was we were going to answer the question. Was that, <laughs> his, was that a prosthetic chest plate or was that truly Ricardo Maltabon? Okay. So, you know, you, you, we, we said I that. Um, I did too. And, and the, uh, producer, I think it was, Oh no, the director, the director had stated in an interview, stop asking that. Yes. <laughs> he, he got That's ticked funny. at one point and right. said, no, that is his real chest. And, yeah. and that was, uh, um, Ricardo Montebon was close to, I think 60. I think he was in his sixties at, at the time. time. Wow. You know, um, and he said that uh, when he showed up and and they they started getting him ready, they they were like he they were really fit. yeah they were really impressed with his physique. They were like, mm -hmm. man, you're you're perfect. This is great, you know. Yeah. Which I mean, he's supposed to be playing the perfectly eugenic perfect human. Yeah, that's you know, right. Perfect human. So yeah, it fit really well. And I got to say, in the '60s episode, he was pretty darn fit too. Yeah, he was fitting in, and, and from what I understand, my research, he's always been exercising. He was always, yeah. even when he did Fantasy Island, he was fit. Right, they were talking about. So. Well, when when I brought that up to my wife that you had you had mentioned on on our regular episode that uh, we were going to answer the question, is that his real chest? Brenda right. goes, um, "That's his real chest." Didn't you watch Fantasy Island? <laughs> And I was just like, I don't really remember too many scenes with his shirt off on Fantasy I don't remember any scenes with his shirt off. But apparently but... there was, because she was like, yes, that was his chest. Right. Like, okay. All right. That, someone, there, there was also someone who shared a, a behind-the-scenes photo. It's a black-and-white photo. Um, but it was him and all of the prosthetics of, you know, that ending scene where he scarred real bad and burnt yeah. and, and all that. And he's standing there with, you know, everybody. Look, obviously, they're, they're discussing the scene and stuff. But you can see you can see his chest really well. And you can tell without a shadow of a doubt that, yeah, that's that's him. That That is all 100% Maltabon. 100% <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> it's all Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised Will, uh, Bill Shatner wasn't like, 
Hey, you need to cover that chest up more. You're showing me up, pal. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> my, my name comes first, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, it is true that that actually is him. I mean, I understand why people are asking. Even I had that question. You because I did too. It, looks so smooth in some parts you're like oh that must be prosthetics and stuff because his neck you can tell his neck has aged but but his chest didn't look like it aged (laughs) oh man that dude is fit here he was fit yeah right i gotta say that was he was impressive he was yes very much so very much so i i did like um in the film also how we start off with the the training and uh, mm-hmm. we have Christy Alley. Christy Alley starred in this film too. Is that that was was that her first feature film role? Um, I think it was I her first say feature film role. I I think you might be right. I think it was her first mm-hmm. feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't has she had she had been on Cheers at that time? I'm not for sure to be honest. Because uh, you know, Christy Alley. Was, I know. I think this was before Cheers. I think it was before Cheers. It was before Cheers. Wow. That's my guess. I don't know. I got to look at it. That's where I need our Tito. (laughs) She took this episode off. (laughs) She sure did. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she left us high and dry. No, uh, but yeah, Christy Alley played the the other Vulcan opposite of Spock, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty Mm -hmm. cool. I like that. It's really Um, good. Yeah. But she's training to be captain. And she goes through, uh, I, I can never remember the name of the test, the Maraku or what, what Kobayashi Maru. Oh, yeah, Kobayashi Maru. Where mm. do they come up with these names, man? I know, right? <laughs> right? Man, Kobayashi so Maru. What were, you, what were you practicing kung fu when you came up with that? <laughs> anyway, um, and we all know, we all know that Kirk is the only one who has beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's supposed to be unbeatable. There is no solution to it. And right. And we all know that Kirk went in and he changed the program so that yeah. he could beat it. Right. You know, and got a commendation cheated. for it. Yeah. He cheated. <laughs> it's the only way he beat it because he cheated. Right. Is really good. But, hey, one other aspect about. Uh, well, here, you finish your thought. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Finish oh, that's your right. thought. I, I was just going to say, I, but I like that they addressed that, that they, they addressed the whole thing. And then mm-hmm. later they kind of revealed how he beat it. You know, I, I don't know if it had been revealed before, or if that was the first time it was revealed in, in Star Trek history. I, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't know, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that whole aspect of that whole thing, you know. It. I did find it interesting that it looked like it was a captain's test, but yet Captain Spock said at the end of the film he had never taken it, and he said, "What did he think of his solution?" Yeah, that's true. Yeah, of the, that is you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Now the character Savick, um, in some of my uh, some of my research, that actually the first actress they had for that that they wanted to play that was Kim Cattrall. Um, and okay, uh, she's in Sex in the City, which I've never seen. Yeah, I've never what seen else that. was she in? She was in some other stuff too. For all, but anyway, she comes back later in the Star Trek series as a different Vulcan because I think Kirstie oh. Alley couldn't couldn't come back 
or something. Okay. There was something going on. And, uh, but anyway, they had, they had Kim Cattrall come back, who was originally sl- slated to be Savage, gotcha. but she came back as a different character. The Rom- a Romulan character, I think maybe okay. later on, but anyway. Well, um, I, I like Christy Alley. I, I thought she did good in this movie. I, I yeah. really enjoyed her. So, yeah. And yep. I thought it was fun that really she good. played Vulcan. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was really good. And, and the whole issue of the, the Kobayashi Maru being kind of a theme in it because she was really upset because she didn't, she didn't do so well. And she's like, well, it's unwinnable, you know. Right. And here's Bones. You are looking at the only man who beats the Kobayashi Maru. Uh, yeah, Tess. And she's like, how did you do it? You know, well, I reprogrammed it. And then Bones is like, he cheated. He cheated. <laughs> well, he didn't say he repro- I forget what he said. He had, yeah, he said it in total Kirk fashion, of course, you know. Right. Come up with some elaborate. I you know, the snow. <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he, very he tried bizarre. to make it sound like he didn't cheat, but we all know he cheated. <laughs> I'm cheated. with Bones. He cheated. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think Bones is probably my favorite. Uh, uh, well, either Bones or uh, or um, uh, Scotty. <laughs> I can't do it, oh. Captain. I right? need more time. Yeah, I don't think we really got that line in this one. I mean, we got the green blood line, but I, I don't think we got the I can't do it, Captain. Right, right. We got the hey, Captain. We got I... that. You know, <laughs> you can't deny the laws of physics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come uh, on. There's so many fun things about all those characters that are really good and stuff. So um, I also heard one of the things I heard is that originally um, Leonard Nimoy was not going to come back for it. Um, he didn't want to come back. He, yeah, he didn't want to come back. And then when they explained everything to him, it, because it, it, there are some sources that say Leonard Nimoy wanted Spock to die at the end of the film. Yeah, I think and I that's why heard he came that back. Too. Yeah, he came back because <laughs> he wanted that part for the character because he, he wasn't going to come back. Of course, then what do they do? Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. You know, <laughs> it's like, what? Of course. Of course, right. Well, I mean, they alluded I think, to it at the end of this movie, anyway. That yeah, he wasn't really dead, or you know, right. He was coming back. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're telling me that Leonard Nimoy had a uh, Harrison F- Ford moment then, because you know Harrison Ford wanted George Lucas to kill off uh, Han Solo in Empire Strikes Back. Right. I, I would just, I would love to hear her, have heard that conversation. Uh, you know, George. You really should kill off Han. He just has nothing else to do. Um, uh, Harrison, shut up. <laughs> anyway. Oh, gosh, that's so funny. Oh, well, um, uh, anyway, he does kill him off, but I thought that's one. It, it is true. I, I he, Leonard Nimoy's thought process behind that about killing off the character actually was really good for the movie because it brought more play into the dam- dynamic between the friendship of yeah. Kirk and Spock. It I really agree. did. And um, 
and you know what a way to go out you know kind of a thing i thought that was really good yeah it gave a real good emotional moment between the two of them the, mm-hmm. yeah that mm-hmm. we probably hadn't really seen in star trek before mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you that was that was actually a great star trek moment um mm-hmm. his death so um yeah nice now had had william shatner done booker by this time, do you remember that cop show he did? You mean TJ it Hooker? Hooker. It's Hooker. TJ. TJ Hooker. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, he talks about that in the Adam Carolla special too. Oh, does he? My, my okay. dad was a big fan of TJ Hooker. I didn't care for the show. I think part of it because I was like, "Oh, that's Kirk from Star Trek." <laughs> right. He's so iconic. Right. <laughs> and I, I, as you know, when I was that age i just didn't like star trek at all so yeah i guess I, I, it was just like uh, uh that's kirk i don't care i'm not watching i don't that. care <laughs> i guess my thought process was you know all these acting gigs that he had in between the tv series of star trek to the movies i thought he did in star trek too i thought it was really good acting he did about that relationship with the spock and kirk especially at the end and uh and I was like, okay, it's not just a campy sci-fi, you know, from the '60s. You know, it's kind of legit, fun sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. It, I I really enjoy Star Trek too. I like I said, I I think it's the best of the uh, original Star Trek films. Um, shoot, it it rivals some of the new ones actually. <laughs> yep. Honestly. Yep. Now, one of the things I heard, maybe you can explain a little bit more on it, is I heard that the first movie, which you call a bore, a snore. That one is, fest, you know. The, the, the official title to that is Star Trek, The Motionless Picture. <laughs> uh, now, that budget for that film was, what, $42 million or something like that? Yeah. And then, yeah, and, and then Star Trek Two. Was like fifteen. That's crazy. <laughs> and Star Trek Two like doubled the profit of Star Trek One. It's like it's just, the 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 numbers blow my mind. It's like right. wow, you know, um, that that just shows you how much better a film <laughs> Star Trek Two was, <laughs> right? Well, all, and then it's because it's success. It came. It made. That's why they went ahead and made Star Trek Three. Well, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't Which, you? That was okay. Three was okay. Four was better. Wait a minute. Which one's the one where they come to Earth? That's three, I think. Are you sure? No. I thought it was four. Four is the undiscovered country, and that's where we come back with the Klingons. And oh, the purple blood oh yeah, four the was the Klingons, and uh, Christopher Lloyd's in four. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And maybe five is the one where they go to Earth. All I know is the one they go to Earth, I hate. I absolutely, that one. No, that was three. I'm telling you, that was three. That was Star Trek three, because they go back in time or something like that, don't they? I don't know. Yeah, see, we're getting them all confused, everybody. You can comment below and let us know. Well, we're not, we're not Trekkies, so. (laughs) Right. I did enjoy Star Next Generation, though. That was, I did 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 too. I watched most of that. I did too. But but I'm not a I'm not a Trekkie. <laughs> yeah. So uh or a Trekker. I hate that. <laughs> I remember when that became a thing. Oh it, my goodness. If, right. If if you're a an original series fan, you're a Trekkie. If you're 
new uh, next generation next fan. Generation. You're a trekker. I'm like, you know what? That just sounds stupid. <laughs> it's not stupid. It I, I'm not a trekkie, but I'd rather be a trekkie than a trekker because yeah. trekker just sounds that, stupid. There is a documentary called Trekkies, and uh, the girl Tasha Yar, I think it, it kind of hosts it and stuff. The is that, uh, is that where Crosby, uh, Dana Crosby? Is that where William Shatner shows up and tells them all to get a life? No, that's oh, Saturday Night Live skit. That's, that's a Saturday Night Live skit. I that's know. good stuff. I they know. do talk about that though. They do bring that up. At all, which is pretty funny. Um, I would say, uh, anyway, we're talking about why they made Star Trek three because of the success, the finance, what we view. I mean, if you're if you got the first movie that cost forty two million, and then you got the second movie that cost fifteen million, obviously, it was amazing what they were able to repurpose out of the first film to help them with the second film, and then how much money it made. Still, now I thought one of them, Leonard Nimoy, wouldn't come back unless he got to write one of them. That I don't know. I don't I, know. I, That's I don't know. interesting. I, I can, maybe I'm confusing the history with Superman because I do know that Christopher uh, Reeves um, refused to do Superman 4 unless he got to write it, and they should have said no. <laughs> they should have said, fine, we won't make another one. <laughs> right. Four, four sucks. <laughs> quest for peace. The quest yeah. for peace. That's right. The oh, whole nuclear arms horrible. thing. Because that was a big issue that day. Well, yeah, sure it was. I mean, but still, I mean, oh, geez. Yeah, like nuclear issues aren't big today either. <laughs> right, right. That's true, too. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so continue on. What What are some other the favorite parts of the whole series for you, including Space Theater and Tacon? What, what are some other things that you enjoyed? This is going to sound silly, but there's a there's a scene that I just – I absolutely love, um, and it's when, when uh, Kirk is – Coming down to the the uh, I guess the engineering I don't I don't know what coming down to engineering to see Spock because Spock yeah yeah and he he slides down the ladder ladder I mean it's just like he he's on a ship you know yeah and I I don't know for some reason every time I I see that scene I'm like I just love it (laughs) I just love him I do too and and here's the thing. It's William Shatner because that's all one take. He's coming down, and when you come, oh, yeah. comes around, there's no cut in the thing. I mean, it is him sliding down, and that's hysterical. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, but, one of the things I I learned about the the show was that that very aspect of just like being on a ship is the costume designers worked with the writers and stuff because they said we need to make it more like nautical, you know, more yeah. ship. Style stuff. Even the costumes were given a more nautical feel to them um, because they wanted to give that uniform aspect to it. You know, being on a ship, kind of a thing. Yeah, and I think they did what, a good job at that too. They did a great job, and I appreciate you bringing it up because that that whole aspect of sliding down the ladder—that's <laughs> yeah, total. You you got to hurry and get down in a hurry. You know, and I, I don't know why I like that scene so much, but for some reason. Every time I see it, I'm just like, that, that looks so cool. It just looks so good. And Steven just froze up. <laughs> what happened here? What are you going to do? There we are. Sorry about that, everybody. That was weird. Just all of a sudden. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were saying, I was only gone two seconds. I could still hear you. Yeah. I, well, I couldn't hear you at all. <laughs> I was just saying that 
that that it just sounds uh, to me it sounds silly that I uh, that's a favorite scene of mine, but it just mm-hmm. is. I, I don't know why. I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Uh, what are some? We got introduced to. I'll talk about this in a minute, but we did get introduced to the fact that Kirk had a relationship, and he has a son. Yeah, he has a son. Uh, and we get uh, um, what's her name? What's the girl's name? Doctor Marcus. And um, so I, I now I don't know a lot about original trilogy or original trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the original the series, Star Wars. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know a lot about original series. Uh, so, was she ever actually in an episode of the original I series? I don't know, and maybe some of our Trek and I, and fans out there can tell us. I, sh- I should have mm-hmm. looked it up. And the the other thing I wanted to know. So we we discussed uh, um, the the episode seed space seed, um, uh-huh. yeah, space seed, um, and the woman that leaves with Khan. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering because Khan makes the comment that his wife died. I'm yeah. wondering if they got married. Yes. So, so originally that actress was supposed to come back, um, and she ended up getting sick. Oh, and, um, okay. I mean, and hey, you I, did some I, research. I did, and and I think I can't remember now. Now that we're here, I should have made notes. You know me; I just like to watch it and come back to it and talk about it. Um, the I think she had passed away. Oh wow! And so, in order, so the way it's written in the story originally, yes, when he says "killed my beloved wife," was supposed to reference her. Okay. Yes. See, I wondered that because then you yes. not, didn't get any more reference to it, so I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And mm-hmm. I, it would have been cool if she could have came back. I, 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 I wish from my that. understanding, it was in talks to originally have her come back. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's too bad she was sick because I think that yeah. could have added to the story. I would have liked that. Yeah, and, and it was going to be the original actress too. That would have and been I, great. And I think I think out of reverence, they decided to just make a reference rather than try to recast. Recast it. I think that was probably the proper thing to do in this scenario. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some sometimes I don't have an issue with recasting, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I think uh, if they would have recast her, I think some original ser- uh, series fans might have been a little eh on on the idea of it. Um, but then mm-hmm. again, maybe she's just a throwaway character and no one cared either. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I am coming out of watching the episode and then immediately turning around. And watching the movie, so it was fresh in my mind at the time, and it was what fifteen years after the episode, you know, that the movie came out. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Um, yeah, um, I would say uh, one of the other things I liked was I did enjoy the space battle scenes. I love this chess playing that they did, and. Um, you know, of course, I had never heard before in the first big matchup, this whole thing, Spock is like, you're talking about the prefix code? Yes, prefix code. What's the prefix code? I'm thinking, what is a prefix code? Oh, we can get in there and get their prefix code and take over the ship. I'm like, well, isn't that convenient? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. It's kind of like 
let's go back to the original episode too when Khan's in sick bay and uh McCoy is working on him and everything and uh he says to to McCoy that he wants to read the ship's manuals and, and well he says it to Kirk first and then he says that Dr. McCoyle uh show you how to use the computer how to use the computer so you can access them and I'm like don't give that guy the ship's manuals what the hell's wrong with you people I know right <laughs> I got. To, I thought you know this. I mean, both this, Kirk and Bones are like, yeah, okay, go ahead, read your manual. It's a free society. You can get whatever you want to eat through our transporters and all this kind of stuff. Or you know, the whole we give freely. I'm thinking, you guys. I'm surprised you're still alive. Because <laughs> <laughs> then he learned how to take over the whole freaking ship. It's like, I know, well, right? gee, I wonder how he figured that out, huh? Right. Oh. Maybe it's because we gave him access to our manuals. Idiots. What's wrong with you? (laughs) You know, the future's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm laughing now because of that. Sorry, I just had to say that. Uh, it's okay. That's okay. I That's got great. it. I will say, um, I do need to say this. You know, talk about favorite things. Um, as far as villains go, if just across the spectrum of film and movies and TV shows, Khan is probably one of my top 10 villains. Um, he's just fabulous. Now, I, to be open, I liked him better in the movie than I did the show. The show, granted, he <laughs> he, he did he was very arrogant. And he, he's a he's and, a womanizing jerk in this yeah, 60s TV series. Right. Yeah. He absolutely was. And yeah, was. um and that made a good villain, but he really showed off, I think in the movie his intellectual prowess playing chess even though he was driven by revenge i mean that's 15 years of of being on an abandoned i mean right yeah which you know and how did that okay how did how did the federation screw up because so if the story is they put him on one planet steady alpha five SETI Alpha 5, and then SETI Alpha 6 Six. Uh-huh. Uh, is destroyed, and then it, like... It, so it, they thought they were on SETI Alpha 6. If you remember, they were coming in. Right. Oh, we're going to look at SETI Alpha 6. Okay, how did they not remember that, <laughs> okay, we're close to SETI Alpha 5, where Khan is. we got to be careful, you know, kind of a thing. And even even in the TV show, they made reference to Kirk made reference. I'd like to come back and see how they're doing, but yeah. fifteen years later, obviously he didn't. And what do you say? Six months. Khan said six months after they had been marooned there, the, that yeah. SETI Alpha Six exploded. However, you know, some right. you know that probably would have been a story in its own right, and um, then shifted Grand, everything. Grandmas Stark and blew him up with the Death Star. <laughs> also known as Alderaan. <laughs> you may fire when ready. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, now and then the next thing you something- heard was Khan screaming, Kirk! Kirk! 
<laughs> when, when, when the whole time he should have been screaming, Torkin! <laughs> Sorry, I'm crossing screams. You are. I love it. <laughs> um, that brings up a whole other aspect of it because it was Khan telling that story to Chekhov. And we find uh, out that Chekhov doesn't join the show until season two. Season two, yeah. So Chekhov, did he ever really meet? <laughs> no. <you know? laughs> so how the hell Khan know who he was? I know who you are. I never <laughs> forget to face. <laughs> even even ones that I never seen. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because when when Chekhov and uh, I can't think of what the other guy's name is, uh, he's not an original cast member. No, the uh, other captain. Yeah, the other yeah, captain. The, the captain the of captain, the Reliant. Yeah, of, yeah, the captain of the Reliant. When they show up, Khan's like, "I don't know you, but I know you." And, right. Yeah, and che- Chekhov wasn't even in season one of Star Trek, so right. Never so, met. so from my understanding, I did a little bit of research on this, just a little bit, and. <laughs> They wrote, there is a novel, uh, and it, I don't, it's not the novelization of the film, but there was another novel that was written that showed where Chekhov met Khan. That somehow, oh, really? some way, yeah, there was a, it they was went written in. <laughs> so they, yeah, so they, they would have that moment because I, I'm sure a lot of the fans, the big hardcore oh, fans, yeah. were like, Chekhov didn't come till second season, you know. That that's what we do. We like to pick out inconsistencies. Look, um, look how smart I am, you know, kind of a thing. Pushing up their glasses. I'm only doing that because was it Brian or Mark that did that in the Three Geeky Dads podcast, and we made reference of it. Probably Brian, and they were doing the the comic book guy <clears throat> reference. Worst, yeah, ever. <laughs> Chekhov never met Khan. That's it. That's it. Star Trek movie ever. (laughs) Now wait a minute. So you we um you had us watch kind of some top ten, top twenty things about Star Trek before we we came in because I thought that was interesting. Something they brought up in there was really good because they actually talked to um Walter Koenig um about saying, hey, look at the script. If there's anything we need to change or add or anything. He knew, he knew that Khan had not met, had not met Chekhov, but he didn't say anything. And I don't blame him because he's like, well, no, I, st- I still want the part. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think that was, yeah, he, the actor wasn't the one. So they had somebody reviewing the script. There were a few things that they found discrepancy, discrepancies of. And then mm-hmm. for some reason they they passed on that, but the actor himself also knew. He's like, "Well, wait a minute, I never met him. I ain't saying anything to him because I don't want to lose <laughs> lose screen time, right? You know? <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to give it to to Mister Sulu, and you know, I scream better than he does. <laughs> right, I scream better than Sulu. All Sulu is going to do is go, oh my." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I scary. never forget a face. Oh my! <laughs> uh, we just stuck a worm in your ear. <laughs> no, I was pointing to you. Go ahead, do it. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. 
Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> Sorry, I missed a cue. Sorry, my bad. Uh, oh gosh! I'm a podcaster, not an actor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh gosh! Oh, what other interesting tidbits are we missing? Um, hmm. the uh, uh, the whole casting. Oh. There was supposed to be a baby in the in one of the scenes. <gasps> That's right. Well, two scenes that yeah, when they first right. come across the Botany Bay, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Chekhov. Well, first the the uh, the captain of the Reliant sees the baby, and when they're looking um, at the Botany Bay, or they're inside right. the Botany Bay, right? When they're inside, and he's well. At first, in in the scene, you see him looking at that that little terrarium. Ter- whatever and right, with see, that animal and stuff yeah whatever's crawling around inside there you don't really see it you just see the sand moving and stuff and they're kind of freaking out over that right and then that's when Chekhov turns around and he sees the sign that says botany bay and he mentions botany bay and then when they pan back back you see the captain looking at something else and according to the script he was actually supposed to be seeing a baby mm. um Right. And he even had a line because Chekhov's like, we got to get out of here. And mm-hmm. and he even had a line and he says, the captain says, the captain says, what about the baby? So when they decided to remove the baby from the scene, the line changed to what about the baby to what about the tricorder? Yeah, because <laughs> it already filmed made it. no sense. <laughs> it's like, well. Who gives two craps about a tricorder? tricorder We're not right. killed. Right. <laughs> Khan's coming, pal. Right. Is he remembered? And then, then at you the can end, take your tricorder and stick it where the sun don't shine. I got to get out of here. Get out of here. I thought it was interesting on the second part, too, was uh, um, the or the second part was at the end, the baby was supposed to crawl up to the Genesis device, right? Right. Right, and then as and just I guess cooing or laughing or whatever, seeing the blinking lights on the Genesis thing, I, I'll be open with. I'm glad they took that out. Oh, I'm not saying that it needed to be in there. I just thought it was an interesting tidbit, and it, it, it yeah. made for yeah. an interesting conversation. And the fact that he makes the, he says the line, "What about the tricorder?" Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, wasn't that supposed to be alluded to, like Khan's kid or something like that? Yes, that's what they were they were alluding to, um, and maybe because we didn't have the wife aspect, you know, maybe they decided it was better not for him not to have a child. Okay, you know, I don't know that. Just my last minute thinking there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I bet that's why they cut the the baby out though, and I don't know it. It I don't think it would have added a lot to the film anyway. So. Mm-hmm. It just Cut makes for time. Great. Yeah, it just makes for a great story for you know that tricorder line. That's all. <laughs> what about the tricorder? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's going to be we got a more on the ship, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, we got backups up there. Right. <laughs> Who really cares? Gosh darn it! I got to go back to station four to get more. Tricorders. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I if it was if it was Luke Skywalker, it would have been. But I was gonna go up to up to the other uh, level and get some tricorders. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm gonna get as many Star Wars references as I can. <laughs> you're doing pretty good. You're crossing the streams quite well today. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I will say this. I do, I do agree with you. I do think it is the best movie. Um, and and I would say Undiscovered Country is is probably next in, in of the classical ones because you know with the Klingons it was really good. But uh, I like the, Klingons, so you know. Mm-hmm. Now, so yeah, they had the 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 forehead things, didn't they? Yeah. Forehead. Okay. So, because <laughs> you know that's <laughs> a good thing in Star Trek. Too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Where <laughs> I love in Next Generation when uh, that that's brought up to Worf and Worf's like, we don't talk about that. That's a time in our history we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh! But I I love the movie. I enjoyed it. It was good. It was good to see it a second or go back to see it again. You know what I mean? It, it was good to revisit that film. So I really had a good time with it. And I thought it was a great idea. Great idea yeah, to talk about. And I would recommend if you're going to rewatch Wrath of Khan to go back and watch Space Seed. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it adds to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, just some perspective of it that, you know, if you never watched the original Star Trek series that I didn't have the perspective of watching it originally. And, and I appreciate it now. So, and I'm not a big fan of the original. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. means a lot. If I'm, if I'm saying, you yeah, it interesting, watch. right? Right. Hey everybody, we're going to make him a Trekkie yet. Oh, a Trekker. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't calling me that. Uh, trust me, I won't. <laughs> that's just stupid. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, that's so funny. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, everybody, thanks for joining us. We're so glad. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the series. And um, have we decided which what classic movie we're going to do next? I don't remember if we talked about which one. we're. I knew We threw out a bunch of. Oh, uh, uh, man, titles. we've got like 20 movies that we've got listed. I know. I know. Eventually, I want to do Planet of the Apes, but um, Planet of the Apes has like what eight movies or something like oh, that. Oh gosh, we'll probably only get through the first one, and then we'll we'll yeah. maybe revisit some of I the other. I definitely others. want to do the first one for sure. So, yeah, yeah. I like and not the, the Andy Circus one. We're talking about the Charlton Heston ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, Classic sci-fi. Charleston no, Heston. I do like the Andy Circus ones. Um, I definitely ain't watching that remake from 2000, 2005, whatever that was. Oh, I didn't realize there was one. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's horrible. It's terrible. Okay. Well, I tell you what, maybe I should watch both Planet of the Apes and the first one and then the Andy Circus one, and then maybe do a comparison. I don't know. We'll, we'll just discuss. talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss. So everybody, you know, kind of some of the things that we're talking about doing. So anyway, pretty excited about it. Um, so, uh, if you enjoy this or you have some, other ones, ideas, comment below. This is on our page. So there's comments below. Comment about this video or anything else you may like to see us do because we love to do that. And as we talked about briefly, it sounds like we may end up doing a horror series too as well for Steven to talk about horror movies he's watching. So <laughs> uh, To appease the three geeky dads. <laughs> right, right. 
and all. But I think we also established that I think I've watched more horror movies than I think I have, kind yeah. of a thing. So, but really, you were the one who started it with the whole Halloween thing because uh, you want to do a review of Halloween Kills, and that's where we were like, okay. And then Kelly and I went and kind of actually had a good time. Oh, evil dies tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> right right oh my goodness if you watch halloween kills you know what i'm you know what i'm you know exactly about. what we're talking about <laughs> yeah all right and why... listen to our review from last october <laughs> yes yes and it's now on uh hbo max by the way it just got added yesterday oh did it cool yep yep i may have to rewatch it you know <laughs> all right well hey with that we'll close this out mike Thanks so much for the uh, sci-fi discussions and the classic sci-fi idea. Uh, I have enjoyed these and uh, hopefully for you as our supporters, we really appreciate you and these are fun for you as well. So with that, Mike, I'll leave it to you to sign us out. All right. And uh, (laughs) I'll change this up just a little bit. So over and out and live long and prosper. (laughs) 